Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. In years past, there was pressure. There was expectation. But after a 38-7 throttling of the Minnesota Vikings, it almost felt like a fun ride heading into Minnesota as the Eagles would take on the evil empire. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, memories of 2004. And for the first time, it felt like everyone outside of Boston, at least, was rooting for the Eagles. But on this day, there would be no lopsided score. This was a slugfest, and it came down to who was going to flinch first. The Eagles took their opening possession and ripped right through the Patriots' defense. The Patriots would do the same thing to the Eagles, and this would be a continuing theme throughout the night, settling for field goals until Nick Foles decided he had had enough in the second possession. A 34-yard touchdown pass to Alshon Jeffrey, who we would learn after this game, had been playing with a torn rotator cuff the entire season. The Patriots would answer back with James White and Gronkowski, a fluke interception as it bounces off Alshon Jeffrey, and just before halftime, it was decision time, fourth and one. 38 seconds left to go in the half. In what would become one of the most infamous sayings in Philadelphia, Nick Foles ran to the sideline and asked Doug Peterson, you want Philly Philly? And Doug Peterson, like he's just simply responding back to a Chinese food order, says, yeah, let's do it. Philly Philly, where the Philly special would be Corey Clement lining up in pistol right behind Nick Foles. Nick Foles would then motion right over top Lane Johnson to form almost a wildcat-looking formation. And it was for a moment. Corey Clement pitches it to tight end Trey Burton. Is it a reverse? And as the camera and everyone else follows Nick Foles on the field, he's wide open in the end zone. The Philly special touchdown, Nick Foles. A defining moment not only for the Super Bowl, but for the careers of Doug Peterson and Nick Foles. But the sweat had just begun to start dripping. Patriots open up the second half with a Gronk touchdown as they marched right down the field in eight plays, 22-19. The Eagles come back with haymakers, 11 plays, five minutes off the clock, and probably the best ball that Nick Foles threw the entire day, a 22-yard touchdown pass that would get reviewed and stand thanks to the hands of Corey Clement. As the Eagles would extend their lead, 29-19, the Patriots slug back. 26-yard touchdown to Chris Hogan. The Eagles stall on their next possession. Jake Elliott, 42-yard field goal. 32-26 Eagles. The Patriots come right back in the start of the fourth quarter. 10 plays. 4 minutes and 47 seconds off the clock. Touchdown. Gronkowski. They take the lead. 33-32. Doug Peterson and the Philadelphia Eagles will never let up on the gas. 14 plays. 7 minutes. A disastrous third and one to Torrey Smith almost ends up in the hands of the Patriots. And according to Doug Peterson's book, it was the wrong play which sets up a fourth and one and puts the Eagles season practically on the line. A quick out to Zach Ertz and he leans over and he gets it. And the drive continues. Six plays later from the New England 11. Zach Ertz is alone on Devin McCourty. A play that they have run many times during the season. One on one for a chance to take the lead in the Super Bowl. Ertz takes two steps, slants, and walks right into the end zone. Or does he? In another year in the NFL, where we're not sure what is and what isn't a catch, the refs review this call for what seems like hours. But it stands. Eagles, 38. New England, 33. Two minutes and 21 seconds left for Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Five Super Bowl rings. We've seen this before. 
he gets things going to Rob Gronkowski for eight yards. Walking into this game, Brandon Graham had been a humongous part of the Eagles season as he forced the strip sack in the first week against the Washington Redskins for their first victory of the season. His last strip sack would win the Eagles a Super Bowl. After asking Fletcher Cox for a matchup on the Patriots guard Shaq Mason, he got it. And in the blink of an eye, he stripped Tom Brady. Derek Barnett recovers the fumble. Jake Elliott would extend their lead and the Patriots would get one more shot at it, but a Hail Mary would fall short. The Eagles have just won their first Super Bowl in franchise history. This is Chapter 5. The Eagles are champions. The Eagles did it! They did it! They did it! They did it last night! And we're going to celebrate it today. Good morning! Good Monday morning! Great 2018! Great 2017 Philadelphia Eagles season. The Eagles are the champions of the NFL. Jetta Cameron, John Ritchie here with you today to talk about it, to celebrate it with you, to break down the game, to talk about what it means, to talk about the celebration last night and all that lies ahead as Philadelphia, the sports fandom and all of us, there's an alteration and it's not small, it's seismic, it's massive. The Eagles have won the championship. No one can ever, ever, ever tell any of us they haven't. They've done it. We'll talk about it today, and we'll certainly come to you on the phones at 888-729-9494. It is so special. It is so special for all of us, and we'll talk about it all day with you. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie. Richie Rich, what up, my man? Little known fact, the Philadelphia Eagles are the best football <laughs> team in the world. Yes! It is, quite simply, in my opinion, the greatest, most improbable thing we've ever seen in Philadelphia sports, the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. And I don't say improbable from the standpoint of last night, because I believe the Eagles are going to win the game. John believed the Eagles were going to win the game. I'm talking about where they came from. I'm talking about the ashes of Chip Kelly you know, 24 months ago and raising this thing up to the point where 24 months later the Eagles win the Super Bowl. That's an improbable turnaround. And really even just where they were six months ago when there was an expectation, hey, this is a team, you know, can get to the playoffs. We'll see. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Eight wins, nine wins, ten wins. But to go the distance, to go 13-3, and three, three playoff wins without the star quarterback, 16-3 and three on the season, and taking down Tom Brady and Bill Belichick on the biggest stage in Super Bowl 52, it's the most improbable and the greatest thing I've ever seen in the history of Philadelphia sports, at least in my lifetime. So much of what they did was just amazing. And we'll, we'll cover it all for you today. We got great guests. In fact, we're going to start the show with one. Because he, I don't think, has slept no. a wink. <laughs> Neither did any of us. But he is out in Minneapolis right now. The president of the Eagles, Don Smolensky. Hi, Don. Congratulations. Thanks, Angelo. Good morning, man. Don, what does it feel like? Just describe it for us. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's so hard to describe, Angelo, because um, you you realize the the magnitude of 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 what we accomplished, and you know, I just was walking through the night and I think about I think about our employees, our players, our coaches. You know, we we have a woman, Joyce Hyman, who's worked for us for forty five consecutive years, and she's retiring in March, and we just won the Super Bowl. You know, Leo Carlin, who worked for us forever. You know, we won the Super Bowl for. So many fans who have waited for generations, we, they got to witness it. We did it. And it just, it's overwhelming. It's incredible. 
Are you still having to remind yourself every couple of minutes, Don, that you did this? <laughs> uh, you know, it, yeah, it hasn't it hasn't totally sunk in. I, I don't know if it, it it will until you know we're coming down Broad Street. I, I mean, it's 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 amazing. It's just it was awesome. It's just uh, such a credit to the players. They're just a special group of guys, and they they never let anything get in their way. They didn't get down. They just kept going. And uh, it's, it's really a special, special group of guys. They're Super Bowl champs, Marks and Reese. And Ike's actually out today. He uh, had the sniffles, caught something out there in uh, in Minnesota. So he's going to hopefully be back tomorrow. Oh, I'm just kidding. Ladies and gentlemen, he's done it a lot this year, but no more meaningful than right now. Here is one, Ike Reese. Victory! And we'll keep on fighting to the end. The Philadelphia Eagles. And listen, man, congratulations to the teammate. And there's there's so many different things to say. There's so many ways to say it. We're probably not even going to get to it all today. But what a game. What a season. Of all the the times we thought the Eagles were going to win Super Bowls, with Donovan and your teams back then, you think you know the formula for doing it. Then you bring a a coach in here that no one thinks is is the coach, or not a lot of people think the coach. People laughed at him. He's Andy Reid Jr., and he's a dope or whatever else. And then he's having a great year, and Carson Wentz is the Messiah. He's the MVP. And then he goes down. Just when we thought the season was over, Ike, even though we didn't feel like that. Just when we yeah. thought we knows what it takes to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Nick Foles outdueled Tom Brady. Unbelievable. In Super Bowl 52. Yeah, just unbelievable. Uh, what a game. What a game. Um, yeah, it's still, it, it really hasn't registered all the way. No. Just yet. <laughs> it, it just hasn't. Uh, and it's probably going to take until we get through this parade Thursday and – Thursday, I think it sinks yeah, in for everybody. You know, and then we'll still be on cloud nine for another month or two. So it's uh, it's a real, uh, just a great game. You know, Doug Peterson. You know, I got a chance to see him Saturday night. I mean, uh, not Saturday night, Friday night. And um, I did too. I just wanted, I, you know, when you when you got somebody right like Doug in the position that he's in with a chance to win the Super Bowl, you want to just wish him well, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like, let it go fly, coach. Let it, let it, let it fly. You got nothing to lose. Let it fly. And uh, I don't think in any of our wildest dreams could you imagine a coach coaching with that type of aggressiveness. Oh I mean. Oh, my God, Ike. It, it, was, it was as if. He clearly felt he had the Patriots defense, their playbook. I know what you're running. I know what you're doing on defense, and you can't stop us. Hey, Don, I, I was talking to Keith Jones, who played 10 years uh, in the NHL, and he said he had never seen a team that so embraced their fans the way this one did. Mm-hmm. Um, give me a little bit about wh- where that came from, because we saw it again after the game last night. The, Jeffrey took a, a several minutes to do a testimony of the fans. Just tell me, where did that come from? You know, I just think, um, one, I think they're just a good group of guys. I, I think, two, like, you know, really especially, uh, we've just really spent a lot of time with them. And, you know, I, I remember – 
I shared a moment with Derek Barnett because, you know, we, we remember the draft started in Philly. Dude, we started the, we started the season with the draft in Philly, and we ended it. We're going to end it with a Super Bowl parade. I mean, how incredible is that? <laughs> and uh, I remember having a moment with Derek Barnett, and I just said, you know, I said to him, I said, look, this it's really easy in this town. I said, if you just – if you just show the fans, if you just work hard, you play hard, and you show the fans that you care about the game as much as they do, I said the fans will just open up their arms and embrace you, and they'll love you forever. And I think the whole team, you know, from Brent Selleck to Zach Ertz, I mean, they, Chris Maragos, they get it. Jordan Hicks, Carson, they, they, they're just an amazing group of guys, and they, they get it, and, and they – fed off the fans and the fed, fans fed off of them and became this just mutual relationship that just built and built and built and built. And dude, the, the fans in the stadium that last night were, they were awesome. It was great. It was so cool. Uh, it was. Uh, the, uh, once again, uh, somebody said you had 14 home fields this year out of the, out yeah. of the 18 or so. I mean, uh, and I'm thinking it had to cost you three or four grand to just get in the building, right? That, and you listen to that crowd. A lot of people get in there. Wow, uh, there's a there's a video that because Brian, uh, named Brian was uh, Westbrook came on and he had uh, he did it uh, or, or there was a fly he was fly chanting and one of our PR guys Zach Grown captured it on his video and had it sent to him and it like it sounded like the whole stadium was singing fly he was fly and you're standing here and you're on at the Super Bowl and you're listening to that uh, you know you just can't you just you you can't really absorb it you just can't. It's just incredible. I mean, we just we just changed the lives of five million fans in Philadelphia. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> what an awesome way to do it, too. Yeah, totally. I mean, we just we won the world championship because we were bolder than any team yeah. I've ever seen going up against the New England Patriots. And Doug Doug said something after the game. He said, you know, uh, asked about those. The, the calls, you know, I mean, like borderline, just ridiculous, uh, confident calls. He said, you know, it, something along the lines of if you don't take chances, you're taking away your chance to win yeah. against a team that's that good. I loved the way he commanded that game. And you want to talk about time management? Yeah, time management that was our big. I mean, that was our Achilles heel with Andy, and and now we've got a guy who's man, he is just so good. Yeah, he so is so good in every way, and uh, I I did not expect to see the game that was not the. Uh, there was so much yardage going on oh, that, on that field. It wasn't the most yardage in a postseason game. It wasn't the most yardage in a Super Bowl. It was the most yardage. Ever in an NFL game, incredible. I I like offense. I mean, what an awesome, what an a, a, an experience. Well, it was and to it looked, enjoy, and it got really scary there in the third and in the fourth. I mean, third, the Patriots are nipping on the Eagles' heels. In fourth quarter, they take the lead, and the Eagles' defense couldn't stop them. I, yeah. I mean, couldn't stop them, and the, yeah. and the Patriots were barely stopping the Eagles. But the Eagles in the in the second half could just could simply not stop them. That's why he kept going for it. That's why he was as, as aggressive as he was. He had a masterful game plan ready to go. And I'll tell you this, you know, coaches come into games with a certain plan on how they want to attack the opponent. But you often see where coaches get in the game and when you're in that moment, they don't necessarily stick to that plan for whatever reason. They don't stick to that plan all the time. The moment gets big. Yeah. And uh, 
you know, the two weeks of preparing for this New England team, you know, Doug, Frank Wright, John Filippo, they seem to have the answer for everything the Patriots were trying to do on defense. And my man, Nick Foles, holy cow. Nicky Six was out there flinging the ball around last night. I mean, he, he must have made five or six, maybe even more, throws where I'm just saying, dude, that's Tom Brady. That's Aaron Rodgers' throw where he's dropping the ball in the bucket. He threw a couple sidearm. Oh, man, the touch he on had the on the run. Ball, the touchdown that Alshon caught. I mean, the, the, the sideline pass where Alshon was going down the one knee, was falling, and it just dropped right over his shoulder into his arms. You know, Nelson Aguilar with catches over the middle. Zach Ertz, you know, the touchdown to Corey Clement. Come on, man. man. He dropped that in over double coverage. Yep. Safety and the linebacker on the running back. He dropped to that To a running in. back. Man. How about Corey Clement man. stepping up? Don, that is such a perfect comment because in the hours since you guys won on WIP Radio, we have heard consistently people calling up and breaking down emotionally remembering parents and grandparents that were not here and mm-hmm. wanted this so badly. This this is cross-generational. This is even people that aren't here anymore. The bond is so great, and people are remembering all that at this moment, which I thought just made it even more special. Was it as emotional for you guys? It was. Uh, you know, just um, you know, sitting in the, in the box with Jeffrey, you know, his mom's in there. Uh, with him, and you know, she's I think in her early nineties. You know, I know Jeffrey had I think his, the watch of his father in his pocket. You know, so it was close to him. Like and, and that's when you uh, you sort of see how just how special it was. And you know, we just had a few moments to ourselves to just sort of uh, you know try to grasp that you know we're world champions. Philadelphia Eagles are the world champions, and it's uh, it's amazing. And uh, you know, just the whole. The whole week leading up, right? Yesterday, I think February fourth is Jerome Brown's birthday. He turned; he would have turned fifty-three. He was fifty-two; would have been fifty-two. Turned to fifty-three yesterday. Oh. You know, Brian Dawkins getting into the Hall of Fame. It's the year of the dog and the Chinese New Year. I mean, there's just so much good karma around. It was just, it was meant to be, and it happened. Hey, Don, I, I just got to ask you because I'm kind of a fair weather guy when it comes to stuff like this. When you're down thirty-three, thirty-two, I got some dark thoughts going about how a devastating loss. Did you lose faith? At any point did you go, oh, no, that's Brady. We're in trouble. No. 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 Why not? No. Just because that's the way way Doug talked to the team and and talked and preached to the team. It's the way the team has acted. You know, it's everything even from when, you know, I remember when Malcolm broke down the team after we lost Carson uh, after the Rams game. You know, there was, it was just that mindset that there was nothing going to stop these guys. And when that happened, I turned to Howie and we just looked at each other. I said, "We're going to be all right, bro." And uh, and we came down and you know and it, it you know you just you just you just had to believe and we believed and um, and they believed and they believed in each other and the fans and the city believed they believed you you felt it through the post they believed you know I think they were a little, the fans were a little apprehensive a little nervous for that first game against Atlanta. But after we beat Atlanta, they were jacked for like the Minnesota. They believed we were going to win, and I think they believed it was going to happen today. They kept telling me it was going to happen, and I, you know, you always got to be cautious. You appreciate the kind words, but until it happens, and 
it's 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 just it's just awesome. It's just incredible. Trey Burton and Nick Foles for the touchdown. <laughs> man, come on, man. No, after Tom Brady drops right, it, right? Right. After, but you know what they did? Like they executed the offensive yeah. execute the, the execution with this team. And who's that a credit to? Doug, Frank Reich, John DeFilippo, and the players. They executed. They executed Minnesota. They made play after play after play. This game, all right, the defense struggled because, hey, listen, Tom Brady's a pretty good quarterback. Yeah. Brandon Graham made a play, and I felt BG. I felt good on that drive. BG. FYI. I didn't. I'm glad you did. <laughs> well, we, listen, listen, I'm looking at that clock the whole time like, oh, Lord. Nelson Aguilar Lord. going out of bounds. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It, it changed, and I thought that was going to come back and bite him in the ass. Yeah, little things like that, man. It, that sack and that fumble was so huge. And it because, still wasn't over. Yeah, when the Patriots went up 33-32, I'm like, oh, Lord, they done took the lead. And, and, and it was like back and forth and back and forth, and I was thinking about what we were talking about last week regarding, well, would you rather have the, the lead late and the defense yeah. on the field or the offense on the field and trailing? Oh, my, and it, it, it my came view right... changed. <laughs> I said last week, you know, I'd rather have our defense yeah. out there. I believe in them. By the end of that game, I just wanted Nick to throw it. You know, it Let's felt... make some noise. Come on. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. <laughs> Thank it, you, it Nick. Felt like, it felt like they, they had really ratcheted down and they were stopping the run. The, the, the Patriots, Patriots were, yeah. which I've, I found so unlikely, but they were. And by the end of the game, I, I was just praying that we were going to put the ball in Nick's hands. He was everything. Yeah, he was. He played the greatest game. I mean, I thought the Vikings game was phenomenal. It, right. it was. I mean, it was the greatest game I've ever seen him play. He won up that. It's incredible. In the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, he was so razor sharp. His decision-making, his pocket presence. Yeah. You know, for a guy that doesn't have great wheels, he, he has really developed – quickly uh, a pocket field just move around a little bit move around enough if you look at the the critical fourth and f- fourth and one to Zach Ertz for the first down in the fourth quarter with five six minutes to go he, he was under some pressure from two different guys and yeah. he moved to his left to make that completion I mean yes. that, that was a huge play by subtle him. moves yeah. in the pocket not sacked the oh. whole day um Nick Foles outplayed Tom Brady. I right, Don, I got two. I got to ask you about two people that really stood out in the performance yesterday. And I'll start with your head coach, Don. That fourth and one play at the goal, um, that gadget play, and Foles caught the touchdown pass. Yeah. Were you aware that was in the playbook? And what was your reaction as it unfolded in front of you? Uh, I watched it unfold, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Uh, I did not know that was in the playbook, and I'm thinking, "Holy crap!" The, the Patriots just ran that in us, and we're throwing it right back at him. I was like, "Wow!" Uh, but that, but Doug has said that. Doug said he, Doug, Doug, when he talked to the team, he told them he was going to coach aggressive, and he was he, just like he was. He wasn't going to pull back, and he didn't. And um, you know, he he deserves obviously all the credit. He he led that group of men. And uh, and all the coaches, all the you know, it just everybody together. Um, you know, it was just a united effort between the team, the city, the fans, the organization. It's uh, it's all of us. It's all just one big celebration. And and finally, Don, the other guy that this is what makes this story so absolutely improbable. You did this with a backup quarterback, and you won the game on offense with forty-one points with Nick Foles. Um, obviously, the guys running the team had more faith in Foles than the fans did. What uh, Did he surprise you at all? Did he step up the way he did in these last two games to win his team a Super Bowl? 
You know, um, Nick, when Nick was here uh, with us before and he was our starter, you know, he went, he went through 27 touchdowns and two interceptions in 2013. You know, Nick is just, he's just a really good guy. And, um, you know, we all believed in him and, and we cared for him and because of that he was a good guy and, you know, it was hard when he left us, but when he came back, you know, uh, it was great to have him back in the fold. There was just, you know, he just part of the family and his family. And, uh, you know, when he came in and, and took over for Carson, you know, I think they, him and Carson and, and Nate, they all have a close relationship. And, uh, you know, you saw that and, um, you know, uh, just had some really special moments with him and it, it's cool. And, uh, it's just, it's, uh, <laughs> it's overwhelming. Andrew, it is. It's really overwhelming. Tom Brady missed on multiple throws. Absolutely. Now he otherwise played an incredible game, but he did miss some throws. I, I mean, mean, he, he threw did for 500 yards. <laughs> right. So, you know, you can't poo poo that too much. Right, let, me, let me say this. And again, 888-729-9494 on just, first off, it's such a proud moment for me to be here, to be with, all of you, to be with everybody, to be with you. Um, f- for John and I to be hosts on WIP uh, at 10 a.m., currently 10-13, the day after the Eagles win the Super Bowl, is remarkably special for us. We're here. We're going to be with you all day, obviously. Well, you know, the whole station all day, 888-729-9494. Um, there's so much to say. Let me just keep it more on the game for a moment, then we'll expand out. Um, I thought Peterson flat-out outcoached Belichick, not a shred of doubt in my mind. The only decision by Peterson I didn't like was chasing the points, a two-point conversion in the second quarter. Yeah, I agree. But otherwise, I thought his fourth downs and all, I, I thought I thought Belichick made some big mistakes. We'll detail that as we move through the game. And I thought, John, that, and listen, I wasn't alive in 48, 49, and 60, so it's hard for me to fully say. But I thought Brandon Graham's strip sack of, of Tom Brady probably is is the is the most important Eagles defensive play in the history of the franchise. I felt momentum, at least in the stadium and with me, it was like, oh, here we go. Yes! And they went on the drive where, hey, first off, forget about scoring. They took the defense off the field. See, if they would have three and outed and got it back to them, game over. I agree. That's game why that drive, that drive was huge. Yep. They needed to at least give their defense some rest. But more importantly, they needed to find a way to get at least three points back. Man. Fourth and one, own 45, 539 to go, and there wasn't a doubt in my mind. You give the ball, you punt. Because you have time and you have timeouts. You punt there. There was no way Doug was going to do that. Because you've, if you give the ball back, nah. you're going down and scoring. No. Nah. And everybody, it, yeah. everybody watching that game knew it. Yeah. You went for it. Nick, with a nice move to kind of get outside the pocket, throws the Ertz first down. Yeah. And Nick made plays all night, man. Listen, when they got to that play on fourth and one, where they went for it, I said, I tweeted out, Doug, you might as well go for it. You've been going for it all day. Been going for it all year. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't agree with the, with the, with the fourth and two. Or fourth and goal right before the half. I'm sitting there saying, take the three. That's as I, me. As I think a lot of people. Oh, that's the coaching manual. With No, you're right. That's the coaching manual. Go coaching one on one. Against the, the Patriots. Yeah. You take the points. They have the ball to start the second half, too. You, you want to get, get the points. points here. You got to get some points. He here. takes the timeout, and I'm thinking, well, he thought better of it. Right. I'm at my in laws watching. Everybody's saying, what is he doing? And I'm like, it's a bad call if it doesn't work. Right. Yeah. And, and, what, and what does he call, like? Man, what what was that? I don't even know. That's a, that was a reverse tight end pass. Man, that was so. Clemson did what? it in 2013. The Bears did the same thing in 2016. Well, wasn't that? Was it the uh, the Baker Mayfield play? 
Is it Baker Mayfield did the same thing? Yeah, I think against Georgia. It was in the uh, playoff game yeah. this year. Yeah. All right. Right. Why am I blanking? I think he did. The, I mean, the great part about it is it looked like he was going down to change the play to tell his offensive lineman. Right. And then he just, and before you know it, Corey Clement has the ball, and right. then Trey has the ball. I'm saying to myself, we run, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying to myself, we running the damn wildcat. What are we doing? And then I see the reverse of the tight end. Why are we going backwards? This is me yelling through the entire play. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, we're man. throwing it to Nick Foles. Oh, oh! Ike, in all all yeah, my years, I was mad. In mad. all my years as an Eagle fan, mad. and I'm not that old. I've never seen anything like that. I've never seen Doug. The the, the every everything that Doug did last night for the most part worked. For the most part, there there yeah. was. And I, I, the the second the the second down before the two minute warning, I thought was the time to pass it and put the game on ice. And he ran the ball. I'm right. not gonna. I'm not gonna. But that's the, the one. That's the one thing I noticed. That everything else. And Nick Foles. Man. I mean, are you kidding me? What Man. do we say? He'll never match what he did against the Vikings. But it just don't hurt the team. Can't win a shootout. Can't win a shootout. <laughs> There's no way we can beat Tom Brady in a freaking shootout. What every fan wants to know now is one last thing, and that is. Any idea when the parade will be? Yeah, I do. I do know. <laughs> oh, could you tell uh, us? We'll, with... have, we'll have a little announcement, I think, later this morning. Okay. Uh, we've been touching the mayor's office, uh, but it'll be, uh, you yeah, know, it'll be awesome. So uh, stay tuned. <laughs> Details coming soon. But uh, I don't know that I can spill the beans. I don't know if I don't want to get in trouble with my PR people. No, that's so, fine, Don. I'm, I'm glad you guys decided. It's going to be the all-time parade. You know that. It will be. I know it will be. Yeah, they said he's going to have to shut down. Well, Don, I got to tell you, thank you. Thank the Eagles organization, Jeffrey and Howie and Doug and everybody associated with it. You yeah, gave this city you. a gift that is invaluable. We could never yeah. place a value on what you guys did yesterday. Yeah. Thank you. It's uh, it's it's for all of us. It's for the everybody. And uh, it's really, really cool. And I, uh, I think about it. Look, Angela, when we were at the, the Goldbergs back in December, yeah. right? We didn't think we'd be having this conversation today. When I called Rita an hour ago, uh, you know, she told me I, I said I told, I said I knew you'd be I you were the only one I could call because I was still up. So uh, <laughs> it's, uh, well, it's that- cool. We can't wait to get home. We'll be on a plane later. And uh, can you tell us awesome. when you're arriving? Because I'm assuming a lot of people. Yeah, may when is the when are the Eagles airport? coming in? Great question. Uh, I think we get in sometime around uh, um, three o'clock. Three o'clock. And and Don, now that you've got a Super Bowl, you can dedicate more time to your acting career. <laughs> no, yeah. but, but right now, right now I got to run because my family's getting ready to catch the first right. out. So I'm going to go say goodbye to them. But, Don, uh, thanks for having me on. Thank Good you. To talk to you guys. Don, thank you so much, and thanks to the we'll Eagles. It was like someone, please make a play. Someone. Please make a it play. Felt like the only play our defense made, and Brandon Graham made to it. that point. Brandon Graham made that play. And by the way, the Alshon Jeffrey catch earlier in the first half in the end zone, he made a lot of great catches. But his catch that was Lynn Swan. That was one of the great throws and great catches you'll ever see in Super Bowl history. I mean, that was that was Lynn Swan. And he I don't think a couple of them. Oh, so listen, we'll talk about the game eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four, and even more so, we'll talk about the emotion within us which is just spilling out. It spilled out last night after the game. There were a lot of tears, oh. a lot of joy. You were crying? Uh, I cried a lot. I cried. <laughs> I cried very hard. I've cried four times already. I cried twice last night. I've cried twice already today. Don't be uh, surprised in the next you, couple man. hours if it doesn't happen. I, I, I went to tears last night.
I can tell. I, I, I can did. tell you're emotional I, right I, now. I went to tears last night. I, I, I made sure I, I took me a moment, got away, you know, and I just sat there and I'm like, dude, we just won the Super Bowl. And I couldn't believe it. But, you know, people were asking, why didn't we? You know, we were out there in Minneapolis. Right. Had a great time all week with Radio Row. But we decided to come back, watch the game with our, with our loved ones, the wives and our kids. And so, you know, as great as it would have been to be at the game last night in Minneapolis, it wouldn't have been as great if they weren't with me. So if they can't go, if I can't get them out there and get tickets for them, then I got to come back. And me and my wife came back because, quite frankly, I knew they were going to win. We've been saying this for two weeks. <laughs> I wanted to be home with my son and my daughter who love the Eagles and my neighbors uh, and make sure that I'm hugging and kissing people that have uh, are, are friends of mine, loved ones of mine, and we live through this team together, season after season, week after week, in season, tough losses, everything. I had to be there with them last night when that when that when the confetti was coming down. You've been, had to be. you've been invested twenty years in the city. Yeah, twenty years, and now your family. You, well, they're here, they're here, yeah. yeah, no, they're yeah. from Philadelphia. I mean, yes. you, you, they won't yep. know anything else other than this city and this area. Yep. To where you you always say, like, well, I've been here since. No, you're a Philadelphia yeah. night. No, no doubt. No doubt. And, and the great thing is talking to my former teammates through last night and today. And even last week when we were out there and we ran into a bunch of them. Um, it's funny how all of us felt the same. Felt the same. You know, I was talking to Trot earlier today and. First thing I said to him was, man, can you believe they won the Super Bowl? He said, hold up, Ike. We won the Super Bowl. That's, part of my, that's, part, that's partly mine, too. It really and, is. And I agree with him. I agree with him. Uh, didn't play one snap. Didn't lift one weight. Haven't lifted a weight in years. Uh, didn't do one ounce of training. No blood, sweat, and tears this year for this team. But, you know, as this team goes, you know, my emotions go. E A G L E S Super Bowl champion Eagles. The Eagles are champions of 2017. Maybe we can do this again in 2018. No matter what, we'll be here telling your stories and our stories together. This has been the Underdogs, the 2017 playoff run. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and review to all of our WIP originals right here on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.